I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanco. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco, and as always, I am so excited. Y'all, I have not been on camera in quite some time for good reason, but also because I have just been in motion. And so I am in Harlem, as you can tell from this background, and it feels good to be home, y'all. But before I get into where I've been and what I've been up to, let me just say this. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. If this is your first time tuning in, every stop on this tour is about showing up for yourself in ways that maybe you've imagined and ways you haven't, right? Because of all the places that the conversations go. So welcome. If you are tuning in again, thank you for being here, okay? Thank you for being patient and consistent and with me here on the Get My Life Tour. It means so much to me that you show up the way that you do. And showing up is so important for me as well. So I'm keeping my word about staying on camera. (laughs) We are here in the thick of season four. And some of you are familiar that the cadence has changed. So now this is a bi-weekly show. But I've been pressing towards the weekly content, Life Be Lifing. But I'm so thrilled to be here. I have so much planned in store for y'all, but I'm like, you know what? Let me just give you a little life update before we talk about all the ways that we need to get our lives today, okay? And so I am officially back in New York City, in Harlem, sitting here in this this set. I love this set, y'all. And I have been a few places. I just got back from Philly yesterday. I was in Arizona and California within the last two, two weeks, three weeks or so. And so I'm back. It feels good to be home. It feels good to be on camera here at Center Stage with you. And I just want to thank you, okay, because I have been noticing an uptick and listenership and viewership, excuse me, across platforms. So I just want to thank you again for being on tour. You know, it's so incredible to know what content is really resonating with people. And all of it does, quite frankly. And it's a blessing, right? But people have been really picking up on a lot of the episodes from previous seasons. And I'm like, wow, that means so much to me that we are getting our lives together. Okay. And so I just want to throw that in here. Okay, so I'm here. I'm in Harlem. I am trying not to sweat because it's hot. I'm like, okay. So we just went from winter to summer real quick. And I'm really thrilled, y'all. Like a lot is happening for me that I'm grateful for. More love, more life, more bricks being added to my foundation and just more of the things that I want which really has led me to today's conversation about entitlement. I feel like entitlement is no one's favorite conversation, but it's one that we need to have because knowingly or unknowingly, a lot of us wrestle with entitlement. 
And honestly, I've been reading a lot. I've been listening to books a bit more just because of my schedule and my preference in like, you know, being a bit more auditory. I have been listening to the subtle art of not giving the F, okay? And that book has been holding up a mirror to me. And I'm like, ooh, (laughs) okay. Oh, I didn't. But there's a chapter on entitlement and it really spoke to me. And the author and the person who was actually reading the book, the voiceover um, artist, they, they're a good pair, okay? Because I have been reading, I mean, we're listening to this book and laughing, checking myself, taking notes, hitting the, mm, mm, okay, okay, right? Like I said, a mirror has been held up to me. And this portion on entitlement, y'all, I don't know if it's just me, but I really do feel like we're living in an age where there is all-time high of audacity, entitlement, and a few other things, illusion, okay? And I'm just like, what is it? What is it? And for me, it just boils down to entitlement, quite honestly. And so... I'm thinking about entitlement. I'm thinking about the all of these things that are happening for me. And I was having a conversation with my sister. Y'all, I'm always having a conversation with my sister. Shout out to my sister. Okay. Shout outs to everyone who is in sisterhood and appreciates and values and thrives from it. Okay. Um, but we were talking about entitlement. I was like, you know, it's crazy because people really act like you owe them something. And we began to talk about, you know, where entitlement comes from. And she brought up um, an elder, Brother Tay-Tay, who is like a philosopher and author and African spirituality leader. Hopefully I'm referencing him correctly. Um, So if someone is watching and is like, oh, okay, yeah, all those things, right? And so he, he writes about no one owing you anything. And I'm like, yes. In season two, I talked about owing things to yourself, like you owe it to yourself. But I think it's so important for us to talk about entitlement because some of us really believe that people owe us either something or a lot of things. And it's it's wild, right? So let me just get into some facts, okay, so that I don't ramble. But I looked up the definition of entitlement. And I looked up the Google version as well as the Merriam-Webster. I was leaning more towards Google and Google defines entitlement as believing oneself to be inherently, okay, inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. The word inherently, I'm just like, okay, now I'm like, I'm wanting to Google inherently, but I feel like a lot of us know what it means, but I I, I just am like stuck on that word a little bit, right? Because this is layered, but to be inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment, that's deep. Entitlement is deep. And I'm not saying that because it sounds cool and I'm not trying to be loose in my, in my speech, in my speech, but it really is layered. Sometimes people grow up with a silver spoon in their mouths and they think everything should be handed to them. And there are other times when you grow up without and you're like, now in adulthood, 
because I've done this or because I've gone through this, I've worked this hard. Now this person, that organization, this, the world owes me. And I'm just like, and can I be honest? Can I be, well, let's get my life tour. I'm going to be honest. I honestly have struggled with entitlement. And in times where I've been called out on it, it pierced me deeply because I didn't recognize that I felt entitled to a number of things. And it really hurt me to be called out on that. But, you know, sometimes you have to dig in order to remove, right? Oh, now I'm thinking about gardening. I'm also thinking about surgical procedures with where, you know, the infection, the disease, okay, has to be cut out. And in my case, when I was met with that truth, which was a reality for me, although it hurt, it really created a space and opportunity for healing because a lot of the dis-ease that I was experiencing was caused by entitlement. And it came, that entitlement came from a place of lack. You know, I didn't grow up with a lot. My sister and I, my mom and dad did their best, okay? And that's what life requires of us, right? But we still did not have a lot, you know? Some people, I love that quote by uh, J. Quo and, and Love Yours, where he says, what did he say? I'm trying to quote him now. I can't even get it. Consider to some of the people, I'm paraphrasing now, right? To some of the people down the block, we were blessed, right? And it came off that way, but we didn't have a lot, right? And that's why I, I love that song, Love Yours. Don't worry, I'm bringing it back full circle. But growing up with less, like a significant, Okay, amount of of less, if that even makes any sense. Oh, that's not an oxymoron. I have at times felt like, you know what, because I've been through X, Y, and Z, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not only am I going to get it, but like, it's mine. And in that, I didn't realize, number one, it is a sense of entitlement, but that kind of thinking, that mentality was to my detriment. I don't, I didn't think that I walked around thinking that the world owed me. I just knew it. You know what I'm saying? And that it was, it's, it's, it's poor, you know, that's a support mindset. And so, like I said, being met with that truth cut me deeply, but that was what I needed to cut out the dis-ease right here, here just in my world. And so this is why I want to have this conversation, right, with you, because knowingly or unknowingly, you might be wrestling with a sense of entitlement. And I want you to reconsider whether or not that is helping you move forward or if it is attributed to a prolonged time where you are, right? And I don't even want to use the word stuck. That's why I said it the way I said it.
because sometimes we have to step out of ourselves and be confronted with these realities in order to really check ourselves, right? Have you ever been told, check your, you need to check your sense of entitlement? You're so entitled. I don't know. No one said it to me that way, but it was a real conversation. I was just like, well, you know what? And at first I was like, you know what? I deserve to be entitled because, (laughs) and now I'm just like, no, none of us inherently deserve. I don't want to say anything, but a lot. Like, I think from certain people, like from our parents, from most how we inherently deserve love, right? I believe in a love ethic, right? But not everyone owes us that. No one owes you anything, okay? I feel like I'm owed the truth and radical honesty and this, that, and the third. And now I'm just at the point where like, you know what, Lydia? You really can't care about some of those things. Now, I care about love, okay, and truth, but I can't expect that from everyone, right? I work hard. I work smart. And be it personally, professionally, entrepreneurially, side hustling, it don't matter. No one owes me anything because those are the things that I have chosen to do. I am not my work, but I am who I am and I show up how I show up. But just because I show up and work and pray and spend the time investing the way that I do in a number of ways, no one owes me anything. Now, I believe that the universe will conspire, the most high will bless, spirit leading, and all of these wonderful and magnificent things. I believe in those things. You know, I operate that way. But at the same time, one of the ways that I ground myself is to remind myself or is by reminding myself that no one owes me anything. Which leads me to one of the first, um, excuse me, one of the four agreements. And I believe the first one is to not take anything personally, right? When you realize that no one owes you anything, I think it becomes a bit more easy to accept the fact or put into practice to not take things personally. I hope I said that the way it was in my head, but no one owes you anything and you can't take that personally. You got to really do the work to break those feelings and that mentality of entitlement. It's crazy, y'all. Some of us are really struggling and I think some of us know it. And I think there are those of us who are just like, and I had to I'm like, okay, you know, some of the ways that I I really check myself in my my entitlement is by having a series of conversations with myself. I know I am not the only person who speaks to themselves, okay? So don't be looking at me like I'm, (laughs) hello. No, but seriously, the pep talks, but also very real moments where I'm like, hey, Lydia, excuse me for hitting the microphone. Hey, Lydia, like you need to, what? That's not even about you. What? Wait, what? How does that? Why did you just insert yourself? Why are you feeling a kind of way? Like, number one, you know? And so I have to have those conversations with myself. I don't think it's a daily thing, but whenever I am confronted with something that challenges me, I'm like, okay, well, let's take a moment to have a conversation 
about this with ourselves before we even form, you know, the talking points, okay, for a conversation with someone else, because sometimes it's you. Sometimes issue. Okay, so I wrote some other ways that I do um, check myself, right? Um, so that's one of them, right? And, you know, I just want to share some of the things that you owe to yourself. And I want to frame this portion of the conversation this way because sometimes we're working so hard or we're showing up in a space in a way that we think, oh, now we become deserving of these things because we've worked for them. But there are some things I believe you just owe to yourself. And when you recognize that you owe these things to yourself, it really will help you navigate that sense of entitlement, right? The first thing I wrote down was rest. You don't have to work extremely hard in order to rest. Now, as I'm saying this to you, I'm definitely saying it to myself as well, because I'm like, well, if I just get this if this thing done, okay, if I vacuum and clean and do this on this day and around this time, then I can rest. And it's just like, yes, be results oriented, work smart, invest the time you need to be great at whatever and yield certain results. But rest, you owe that to yourself, right? I feel like the entitlement comes in. When it's like, well, I've been working hard and I've been in, and, 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 oh, I just, and no, and I deserve to rest. And it's like, okay, if you live a life of healthy habits and decision making, prioritization, and all these other things, okay, then I feel like your mentality will change, even about rest, okay? I think you owe rest to yourself, okay? Honesty, kindness. You know what you owe owe to yourself, okay? And you know, (laughs) one of the ways that I check myself, um, especially around entitlement, is self-regulation. You owe yourself, and excuse me for yelling, I got excited. You owe yourself self-regulation. And I know that may sound crazy to say. It sounds weird hearing myself say it out loud. But we give people too much control, period. And in those moments, it's almost like we're often responding or reacting and we're not being proactive. We're not thinking about the ways in which we want to show up or how we want to handle something, what we like to contribute in advance. And so in being reactive, It's hard to self-regulate. Self-regulation is completely different, right? Being a bit proactive in your thinking and your speech and your intentionality and how you plan and how you communicate, right? You owe that to yourself. And when you do that, it becomes, okay, I'm really excited to hit the mic. And when you do that, you're able to set those boundaries, right? You owe that to yourself. What I'm realizing as I'm speaking is, Sometimes we struggle with entitlement because of our lack of boundaries, right? And so now we think something is owed to us because we have poor boundaries. We're not advocating for ourselves, And now the world owes us because of how we've bent over backwards. Is that a world problem or is that a you thing? Okay. 
And when you look at it that way, I hope that it helps you shift your thinking, you know, your perception and how you plan on showing up, right? How you begin to um, plan to self-regulate in different instances because it's real, you know? And realizing that no one owes me anything has been very healing. I show up the way I show up because that is what is required of me. And so many people benefit from that. So many people benefit from the way that I show up as myself. And it is a great practice for me personally, because I'm really operating at my highest vibration. It's not practice. It's not for show. It's not performative. I'm serious. I'm like, I'm super serious at times. And I'm like, okay, lighten up, Lydia. I'm also silly. But being serious about who you are and how you show up really creates different atmospheres for you. And it, I feel like for me, it has created a sense of ease, right? And increase for real, for real. Okay. Um, and so you owe so much to yourself. And I feel, I feel like when you re- when you focus on what it is that you owe to yourself, you begin to stop thinking about what other people owe you. Here's the other thing. Okay. Because some of us can be very transactional at times. Stop doing ish you do not want to do for other people. Especially if they can't. And when I say can't, I absolutely mean cannot do anything for you in return. And that is not transactional. Here's what I mean. Sometimes we become so frustrated because we're giving, 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 giving. We're pouring, we're showing up, and we're doing all the things for people who literally do not have the ability, okay? And that's what I mean when I say cannot, can't, okay? Do not have the ability to show up for you or to return the way that you are hoping to receive. And it's not because they don't want to. Like I said, it's an inability, And then you go on and think that they owe you something. What sense does that make? What sense does that make? I'm not telling you, I'm not suggesting that you stop showing up as yourself, but think about the ways in which you are showing up and who you are showing up for and alter based on Whatever it is that you're looking um, to receive on your, you know, your investment, because that's a dangerous place, right? To be in that kind of relationship or cycle or whatever you want to call it and not get what you need. And then you're upset because you feel like someone owes you something, No one owes you anything, first and foremost, right? And no one owes you anything that they have an inability to provide to you. Check yourself. There are so many ways, and I'm like, oh, if my 
if my parents or if my cousins, if my friends, if this, if this industry or this role or this client and or if oatmeal, y'all know oatmeal is my dog. Okay. So I'm being really extreme, but sometimes we really do think that something is owed to us. And it's like, what, 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 what? You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get at you. You know what I'm saying? But it's real. And so I've had to check myself. And I hope that what I'm sharing is helpful to you. You know, there was an article that I I saw and I was like, whoa, I want to be really mindful of proper attribution. I do not see the name or a byline attributed to this article, but it is on a website called happierhuman.com. And so I'm looking up entitlement. I'm looking up how to combat it. And this article really provided a lot of good ways. And so I'm not looking directly into the camera because I'm looking at this article. And so it brings up childhood, you know, this idea of having everything or not having anything, which I spoke about earlier into the episode or in the episode, excuse me, But also point number three deals with mental illness. And so I'm thinking about how a lot of what we think takes form and how that can positively or negatively impact us, right? A lot of, we are a lot of our thoughts, right? And so this third point really brings it home for me because it talks about entitlement really being the dominating trait um, for narcissistic personality disorder. Now, look, I am not going to focus on narcissism. That is not my specialty, but it brings me back to a conversation that I was having um, with a number of people. And I even brought it up in therapy because I was like, can you really define narcissism for me? And I ended up having a conversation with my therapist. She was like, a lot of people are just using this word and they actually don't know what they're talking about. They know nothing about the personality disorder because that's exactly what it is. And they're just throwing the word around and it doesn't have the same meaning and they don't know what they're talking about essentially. Right. But I share that because without focusing on narcissism, because that's like I said, what we ain't going to do right now. I do think that it's important to check that sense of entitlement so that you do not create mental dis-ease. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it right there. Look, I didn't want to tarry with this episode. I would really love to bring on a psychologist and have a conversation with them. I know a few, but if you have a recommendation, let me know in the comments section, um, email me because I think that this conversation deserves a part two outside of my own, you know, input. And so I have a mic drop moment prepared and I don't believe in pulling yourself up by a bootstraps, but I always say self-accountability is a must. And so I wrote down my mic drop moment and here it is. Be willing to make 
some things happen for yourself. Not only does that create a sense of pride and a whole bunch of other positive things, but I really do believe that that will help you combat this idea that someone owes you something. You know, don't do it so that you'd be like, now I'm finna, you know what I'm saying, do all of this, that, and the third, because I don't think that's necessarily the most positive um, attitude or way to celebrate, you know, a victory. But be willing to do some things for yourself. Look, I really hope that what I've shared has presented what you presented you with, excuse me, a new outlook on entitlement. There's so much out there. And, you know, I encourage you to do your research, do your work, your shadow work, write some things down, journal. I'm about to go and journal about this, okay? And bring it, um, you know what I'm saying, to the most high and just sit with some of my thoughts because it's real. I may go live and have a conversation and invite some people. So look out for that. But Until then, you know what I'm saying? Show up and show out, be encouraged and take the time you need to sit with yourself and be honest and kind and rest, okay? Look, as always, be sure to stay connected with the Get My Life Tour. You can email me at joinmeatthegetmylifetour.com. Stay connected on social media at the Get My Life Tour. You know, if you want to stay connected with me on a more lifestyle and following me and my work kind of tip, be sure to do so at Lydia T. Blanco on Instagram or by Lydia T. Blanco on Facebook. Reach out to me, say hi, what up? I talk back. Um, and yeah, continue to do great things. Look, if you are interested in being a guest on Get My Life Tour, Visit the getmylifetour.com and fill out the form or email me at joinme at the getmylifetour.com. I look forward to seeing y'all on the next stop of the Get My Life Tour. We got some incredible guests lined up. I have just been doing my diligence and getting on camera and speaking to you all more. And so I'm excited for what is to come. Okay. The tour is about to be outside for real since outdoors is really opening. Super excited about that. But look, stay connected, do your thing. Let me know what you think about this episode. Subscribe, download, tune in, all the things, because there are like 100 plus episodes of the Get My Life Tour available for listening. All right. It has been real. Thank you for showing up for yourself. And thank you for being center stage with me. Until the next time, peace. Mm-hmm.